0: Just thought you'd like to know your case, the pro bono. I won. How exciting for you. Like I said, it's just a pro bono case. It's not going to help your career. I did also manage to sign 15 new clients who are all suing for the same harassment, and they will be paying. So you can multiply this number times 15. It's not bad for Rookie League. If you're ready to hear about Suits Season 1, Episode 4, Dirty Little Secrets, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with a guy who knows where to find all the best square pizza in town. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you?
1: Whew. Rob, I'm better. I, I, it got kind of bad for a second. I did not sign up to talk about bed bugs. This has been gross. Yeah, very, very, little gross. gross.
0: little gross. Yeah. First episode of Suits to give me the heebie-jeebies here as we are mm-hmm. four days into our daily Suits podcast here, Suits Yourself. You can make sure you subscribe at Suits Podcast. We appreciate all the feedback and star ratings as uh, we are getting started here Talk about uh, Dirty Little Secrets here as an episode from July 14th, 2011.
1: Yeah. Um, Rob, we've been getting a lot of feedback on the Twitter account at Suits Pod. Um, man, some of the questions we've been getting, some of the interactions. I'm loving this Suits community. Uh, the, one of the things that I saw that was asked of us is what do we think about the theme song? Because I know our theme song oh, kind of has. I love it. I love it. You like it's, it? It's a, you like it's a it? banger and a half. Yeah, I think it's a weird song. You know, the lyrics don't seem to mean to mean anything, but we can I cannot get it out that. of my head. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. Um, so people are starting to wonder if we were to do a, a TV theme song bracket, would this make the cut? Um, I think it should in TV theme song
0: bracket three, if we ever do that again. Yeah, I, I think put Suits in there. I, I think it's it's really, really fun. It's, you know, it's 30 seconds. It's not super long. And it's like, a, you know, I I like how they do it. It's not just at the start of the episode. It's a cold open going into it, smash cut. So Suits, I, I really love the theme song.
1: Yes, me too. I, the greenback was- boogie. Yeah, I was wondering what that meant. I guess that's the money dance, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I can do the money dance. I, I've, I've practiced that one. I'm ready. OK. All right. Well, let's
0: get into this episode, which uh, we've got some storylines going on here with a pro bono case that Mike is working on. And then Jessica is going to uh, give Harvey a case that has to do with her uh, ex-husband, uh, who is a person who's working on an ALS drug that potentially has some side effects. But let's start off uh, with talking about Mike, who in the beginning of the episode, there's a lot of excitement for Harvard Jeopardy that's uh, going on here. Uh, How realistic is this for you that the law firm gets together to quiz all of the associates on how much Harvard trivia do they know?
1: I mean, it sounds dumb. It really does. But I think that because this is a place that prides itself on only hiring Harvard graduates, it gives them all something that they can test each other on that they all know. I mean, you'd think that they would just mm-hmm. test each other on the law because they need to use it. And sure. it's probably you know something that they can use. But maybe it allows them to step away from work for a second and do something a little bit more fun. So now they have to go off of who knows the most about their beloved school. And unfortunately, Mike Ross didn't actually attend Harvard. Yeah. So some of these questions might go over his head. Chappelle, the question that Mike gets
0: uh, tripped up on is where do you go to get the square pizza at Harvard? Like, I kind of feel like if it is such an iconic place, wouldn't everybody just know it? Like, would that even be a good trivia question? Like, if you were talking to people uh, from my college about the famous Oswego sub shop, like, that wouldn't even be, like, a, a question that would be in the trivia contest. It would right. be so well known that it wouldn't even be like a, a difficult thing to answer.
1: Right. It's like, what street was the school on? It's like, yeah. you know, we, we drove down that street every day. We went to that pizza place every day. If you even attended the school, you should know that. Was Lewis throwing him a softball or did Lewis already suspect something or was he just prying?
0: Well Mike says after it's over he's like he tells Harvey like he knows he knows the dirty little secret uh which the episode title comes from uh we got some feedback from Patty who says that uh that is uh Patty's favorite exchange from the series is that uh, Harvey says oh that dirty little secret that you're Canadian uh yeah. which uh, I guess Patrick J
1: Adams is Canadian Well Rob this New York, I believe, is Toronto. Fake and New York. So, um, yeah. yeah, I believe we're in uh, Canada. Friend of the podcast, Grace Leader, was the one who told me that. And so mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of probably Canadian, uh, you know, references in this series. But yeah, for this to be her favorite exchange of the entire series, and we're four episodes in, I think the bar is kind of <laughs> low. <laughs> yeah
0: the bar exam is low anyway, so because he won the contest then mike gets to go work on this uh pro bono case which lewis later characterizes as like a no win situation if you win good you were supposed to win if you lose then you look bad
1: mm-hmm, exactly and mike finds out very quickly that it's a lot easier to lose than he thinks You know, uh, I think that because he is a rookie lawyer, but he knows all the things about the law, he assumed that that would naturally translate to be, you know, better. But he's not he's never actually done a case before. And so this is Mm -hmm. his first one. And he does get tripped up here, too. Mike has to go to housing
0: court. And multiple times people say, like, housing court. Anybody could win in housing court.
1: Mm -hmm. You think you could win in housing court? It sounds like it's pretty
0: easy to win, but we saw Mike ultimately lose in housing court and it wasn't even
1: close. No, because they brought in a ringer. They brought in Vivian Tanaka, who's, I guess, uh, her her claims. Yeah, she's a shark. Her claim to fame is I go into housing court and I win because these people come in thinking it's going to be easy. But she comes in with the big guns and caught him completely off guard and really embarrassed him in front of his client. Yeah. Well, it
0: seems like that even before uh, Vivian uh, did anything that seems like Mike starts talking out of turn and then the judge is getting annoyed. So it seems like it wasn't going uh, the right way for Mike from the jump. The issue here is that Mike is representing a tenant who is being forced out of the building that he lives in because the landlord is uh, things are like in very uh, bad condition where there are bed bugs and all sorts of things. Uh, And it doesn't make sense that why that Vivian Tanaka is uh, such a good lawyer is representing this slumlord.
1: Yeah. All landlords are bad. And this is the, the worst one we see so far in suits. Uh, she is representing him because uh, she represents a lot of people who have big high rises and stuff like that. Like That's kind of her bag. So there's a lot of money to be made. This man has multiple properties. It's not like he's just a bad landlord for these people. He potentially is a bad lord, landlord all over the place. I mean, like, again, spoiler alert, they're all bad. But this one, he sucks. Um, mm-hmm. And there's bad bugs here, Rob. Bed bug, this is disgusting. This man has them paying rent in a place where they can't even sleep because there's bugs everywhere.
0: Yeah. yeah I know. Uh, this is <laughs> pretty gross. Uh, luckily, I don't think Mike got any uh, bed bugs after being involved here, but it was close.
1: Yeah. Uh, have you ever experienced the bed bugs? No, I have
0: not. I mean, that is a question uh, that we got from David Schwartz uh, in our feedback. Uh, have, we ever, have I ever had to deal with bed bugs? Thankfully no. Thankfully See, no.
1: I- I spent the night at one of my friend's house one time in Houston, and um, I was awakened to like you know how you like oh open God. your eyes and you see something. I opened my eyes and I saw a bed bug walking across the pillow, and I almost cried. I went and checked myself into a mm-hmm. hotel immediately, put all my stuff in a plastic bag. I never took it out. I took like four showers. It wasn't. It was a horrible, horrible day. I was just, I was terrified. I woke up at like three in the morning, and so it was very hard to make all that stuff happen. Yep so quickly but you got to get away from them they would just destroy your entire world right
0: yeah i've heard horror stories if i ever came back to my house with bed bugs cuz i do more traveling than my wife it would be a divorce that would be yeah it.
1: yeah 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 cuz uh, the 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 plight of getting them out of your home would tear you apart just, like even if she was forgiving like oh you brought back a bed bug that'd be fine for like a day but then mm-hmm as you start to fumigate and do all this other stuff, I guess you got to do to get rid of them. It would, it, everybody would just be done. Like nobody wins when bed bugs are there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that we go from a, maybe a potential broken marriage for me <laughs> to a fake marriage where Mike reports back to Harvey about how it went in court. Harvey seems to think like, okay, there's more going on here. Think bigger. And so, Mike's plan is to get Rachel to act as his fake wife to go and get a tour of one of the other buildings that's owned by this operator.
1: Yeah. So this show is called Suits and we put a lot of emphasis on the suits that these people are wearing. And they keep telling Mike that you need a better suit. You need a better suit. At some point he's wearing Harvey's suit, Uh, but he just doesn't look the part. He looks like he's wearing cheap, outfits so he must not be a lawyer because they make more money so he needs somebody to kind of class him up a bit in his uh cheaper suit so he Mm -hmm. grabs rachel and says okay you're gonna be my wife because you can help me you know um kind of pass off that we have money we come from a sophisticated background Mm -hmm. and ask some questions so we can get closer to the tenants
0: yeah gotta impress them but you know i've seen it both ways where it goes well here but i think that there's other times where you know you bring home rachel as your wife and maybe people aren't impressed
1: yeah. Something about Rachel is just so polarizing. I don't know. It's just, it's here. She seemed to be fine. But it's like, a, I don't know. Maybe she was across the pond. People wouldn't <laughs> be so happy with her. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Now, um, Rachel seems to be getting a little bit annoyed with Mike during this whole charade where uh, that like Mike kept putting her, his arm around her uh, and she was like, hey, stop it. Knock it off.
1: Right. And they kind of played off like it was some type of, uh, you know, couple spat or, you know, maybe it's just that he's kind of uh, a little bit over affectionate in person and she's a little bit more reserved and they didn't want it. She didn't want to embarrass herself. But no, you know, there's been chemistry between Mike and Rachel before. It just feels like she went into this acting and he was kind of leaning into. But what Mm -hmm. if we weren't acting? You know? Yeah. I mean, and this was quite a
0: caper that they ultimately ended up uncovering where, you know, that this landlord had buildings and then he would install carpet with bedbugs from the like he would basically like uh, pay it forward from like one building with bedbugs, bring in carpet with bedbugs to get everybody to leave so that he could. Well, I mean, was this like a gentrification? Like what uh, was like he was just like turning over these buildings, like uh, these horrible buildings. And then they were going to just bring new people in.
1: Yeah, you got to evict these people and then, you know, um, they can't do anything about it, you know. And so you get them out and then you flip the building and bring in some higher, uh, you know, higher profile clientele with more money. Um, but we can't say the, the word, the B word anymore. It's making my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to okay. stop saying it. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's ultimately what Mike
0: ends up uncovering. Um, should we, should we talk about this Harvey and Jessica, because this is really like a lot of Jessica backstory in this episode.
1: It is, and it's upsetting because I don't like to know that my wife was once married before. <laughs> oh. You know, this is yeah, this was upsetting. I was like Jessica. I'm I'm like Harvey. What what? Who is this man? What yeah. Quentin? I don't like him. Yeah. No. So
0: we get this backstory about how Jessica was married to Quentin, and so it ultimately ended badly. That he uh, started seeing somebody else. Certainly a mistake, right, Chappelle?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know what he was going through. I know he says, like, oh, the relationship wasn't that great. He wasn't happy. Um, and somehow he came across this woman, Lisa, and that's his new love interest. But, I mean, yeah, has he seen Jessica? Like, mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you doing? Like, Lisa yeah. Lisa, cute or whatever, but, man, that's Jessica. You know, I'm sorry. You know, Quentin, he might be dumb. Maybe he's dumb.
0: Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe he had a lot going on. Uh, or he's dumb. Um, yeah, well, we find out... Okay, so Quentin is... He has this... Uh, medical uh what's it firm uh it's sort of like she, yeah like
1: a research company type thing he's trying yeah. he's trying to develop for uh basically it's a pharmaceutical company he's he's trying to develop a yeah. uh, a cure For ALS or something to treat it, at least.
0: Right. And so that he feels like that he has made some breakthroughs, but there is uh, this uh, claim that people who were in the trials for the new ALS drug, that if they had any sort of liver issue, that it actually, instead of helping them, could end up shortening their lives.
1: Yeah. And he's like, what? No, stop! I didn't. My my drug didn't do that. Y'all probably had liver issues before I even got to me. I I I was did everything above board. There's no way this was me. Uh, uh so someone's trying to frame me. This is crazy. Y'all just want me out of business.
0: Yeah, and so Harvey is like, I don't want to take on this case. This sounds like uh like a losing case. And Jessica's like, No, I know Quentin. He would not lie to me. He would. He, I I trust this man. Take this on.
1: Yeah, Harvey's like, No, and she's like, You will. And he's like, Okay. I guess mm-hmm. I had to. Um, yeah. And so he tr- he tries, Rob. He does. He, tr- he tries to make sense of things, but it's just... It's not smelling right. It sounds like they're hiding something, and he does uncover that, unbeknownst to Jessica, uh, Quentin was uh, unfaithful during their relationship, and uh, Lisa... There was some overlap. You know, Jessica was always under the impression that Quentin never lied to her. And that he's very open about, you know, when they when they were having their divorce about the state the status of the relationship and when he moved on to Lisa, she knew about that. But turns out he is a liar. And so he, if he's lying about this, Rob, he could be lying about anything else.
0: Could be lying about anything. And we uh, ultimately get Jessica to start asking like some tough questions to Quentin. And we ultimately find out that um It was Lisa who was the one who falsified these clinical trials to try to get the FDA approval. But the reason why she did it is because that Quentin himself actually has ALS. And so correct me if uh, I am understanding this uh, wrong. But so did Quentin get the diagnosis of ALS and then start working on the ALS drug Or was he studying ALS and this was a remarkable coincidence that he ultimately ends up getting diagnosed with the disease that he is studying?
1: No, it sounds like he was, he got ALS and in order to find the cure, he started to work on it. Uh, and then they did, they started to find a way to cure him and as that happened, um, you know, they thought, oh, we got a success here. This is this is working. But then when they did the clinical trials, several of the people who were, you know, in a, a very small number, but, you know, people nonetheless, uh, they started to get liver failure and uh, different, um, you know, different side effects that they didn't suspect. And so Lisa said, okay, well, if I hide the negative things, uh, then we can move forward because look at the progress that Quentin has made. You know, this cure, sure, it'll hurt a few people, but as long as we keep pushing forward on this. The The people that'll be, um, I guess the people who will benefit from this will greatly out- outweigh those people. And then we can, you know, probably make more money and figure out that, that issue later on. So she was very, Meredith Grey, for most people who, who are uh, who are familiar with I mean, she was in her Meredith bag. Mm-hmm. So this uh, class action
0: settlement that they are going for against Quentin's company, that they're able to end up talking the people that are like that were in this trial into basically buying into Quentin's company and just going along with like, hey, let Quentin cook.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It was like, uh, come on, come on. You could on. take all his money or let
0: him like. Like, like,
1: look. Right. Let him, let him do his job, you know, because uh, like, that's the thing. They were suing them for $250 million, which would have definitely been the end of the research and the development of this drug. And Quentin probably would have been or would have been, uh, you know, shunned from the research community. His Lisa's going to jail, you know, for tampering with a clinical trial. And so it's like, OK, do you want to ruin those people's lives just so you can have $250 million and you're probably going to die soon because you have ALS or Do you want to allow them to cook? Let them potentially save everyone with their uh, ALS drug research and make a little money as part owners of this so we can fix everything together. It worked out. It was a win-win for everybody.
0: Okay. So, Mike, ultimately, he ends up bringing in uh, a bunch of clients from the uh, issues with the landlord. Harvey ends up getting this uh, win for Jessica. So, ultimately... Everybody ends up happy at the end of the episode, except for Lewis, seemingly.
1: Yeah. What's Lewis going through? Is it is he suspicious of, of Mike? Is he is he upset that Mike doesn't need him? Because it, it very much feels like Lewis wants Mike to come to him as a confidant, as a mentor, and to uh need I guess to you know to need his assistance to grow in in this uh industry, but Mike just keeps dodging all the bullets, you know. There's nothing that slowed him down yet. He actually keeps um Basically, just completely just smashing all of Lewis's expectations. Lewis asks him to do one thing, he does fifteen other things, and brings in extra clients and. Wins the trivia contest. He doesn't know where the pizza is, but he knows all, everything else. You yeah. know, you, you, this man can't be stopped, Rob.
0: The problem with Lewis is, and I love Lewis, you know he's me. He's a mega hater. And, um, yeah. He's a mega hater. Lewis needs therapy because that for anybody else to get a win, Lewis feels like that he took a loss. Like there's no world where he can ever just be happy for anybody else. Like he has to only be like taking his W's when somebody else is getting their L.
1: Hmm. yep big ol l can't spell lewis lit without a couple <laughs> yeah, of them a couple of
0: them yeah
1: yeah uh ultimately
0: the episode is going to end on the note of where mike is riding high he did good he tells lewis hey got 15 new clients how about that lewis and he comes out and says to rachel like hey you know we we're fake dating let's let's go on a real date she's yeah, like let's
1: do it let's no no, no. not gonna no. do it no no i'm good i don't date people who work at the law firm as me which yeah. is not a bad philosophy, like you know, you know, you don't poop where you eat.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's, I'm just saying, like, what does she look like? Just being yeah. like, yeah, she's for for what we can tell, she is the premier paralegal. Um, she's a woman in the workplace as well, and it seems, looks like very much a boys' club. We have yet to see any yeah. uh, other women associates around, so it, it would be b- bad practice to start dating uh, her coworkers. And so this seems like the right move.
0: Yeah, and Mike is a nice guy, but also, like, uh, does he even have a car?
1: No. he's. Well, do you need one in Toronto, New York? <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> uh, also, haven't you been hanging out with a lot of bedbug people lately also, Mike?
1: Kind of gross. He did bring mm-hmm. in that whole car- carpet square and throw it at this man's feet like he, he had got bed bugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a glove. Was I'm that sorry. the lawyer's house?
0: Uh, Where were they at? Yeah. That was her office? It was a very nice no, office. No, it looked...
1: It looked like one of his office buildings, like a like a conference room or something, because he throws it down and the guy is just like, "No, get that get that carpet out of here." And he no. instantly knew what it was. He yeah. recognized the carpet. He could see the bed bugs hanging off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike like, is I like, I "Oh, those bugs. this this fabric is so it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. I could see it moving. I was just I was I'm about to vomit now. This this is so gross. Just because those things will destroy you. You just got to We got to eradicate the world of all those bed bugs." Um. But yeah, that was it. Uh, okay. We we made it through the episode with a win for uh, for Mike Ross.
0: Okay, First who born. gets the Liddy this week? Uh, this day,
1: I mean, right, right. I mean, Mike Ross did get a big win. Uh, he did take a little L with the Rachel thing, but it was lofty. It was a lofty request anyway. Harvey gets a win with the Jessica thing. Um, but uh, Rob. Harvey and Jessica, they got a little tension between them. And I'm not talking about like there's anger. I, Harvey be looking at her like he like her. And I don't like that. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because when Quentin comes and they're holding hands and stuff, he's like, who is that? It's like, it's Quentin. He's like, OK, but why? He's like, mm-hmm. because I want to talk to him. Well, who is he? Uh, it's my ex-husband. Oh, you got an ex-husband. I'm like, OK, Mike, calm down. You know, this is not your wife. Right. It's my wife. You know, what, what's that? What's that?
0: My read isn't that there's like any sort of like sexual like tension or chemistry between them. But I do feel like that Mike is that he wants to be. I'm I'm sorry, Harvey. I feel like that he wants to be the center of Jessica's attention at all times. Like he's like does not want her to be having any other like friendships or relationships with anybody else.
1: Sounds abusive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, that's Rob. honestly, that's how I am with you. Uh, You'd be podcasting with other people. And I'm like, why? What they got mm-hmm. that? I, what they? What? What you possibly talking about with them that you can't talk about with me? It's I'm looking at point. Sasha. It's a fair yeah. point. Yeah, Sasha
0: Puya. I, yeah. I can name y'all all. <laughs> Chappelle. Uh, zero goddams in this episode.
1: Zero goddams. But one thing people have been asking us to track. Uh, is the amount of times someone slams a folder yeah, on the desk. That's good. Uh, you, I, how many
0: did you track?
1: It was at least four in this episode. Uh I did not count them all. But if you are listening to this and you are a potential associate of Cestonino and Chappelle, um, please, please yeah. see if you can if you can keep a track of how many times that these people have slammed the yeah. folder because it's it's their move. Just walk in, spot. On the desk. Here's what we
0: need. We need one of our new associates and we need like a, we won't even make you take a quiz, uh, but Mm -hmm. we need one of our associates to be keeping a spreadsheet. We need a a sheet of like these things that we are tracking and that we will make that public so everybody can see them. So that's one of the things that we are working towards. We also, we said we have our stretch goal of opening up our new law firm on Facebook that if we get a hundred Apple podcast reviews, we're opening up the Facebook group so we can share all of our suits memes in one place. So that's going to be something that we're working towards as well. And then you can also slam your folder to send us in your feedback every single day at suitspodcast.com slash feedback, where we have a drop down. Any episode you're watching, you see, you have a thought, boom, send it to us.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah. And my, my cousin, Laura, if she's listening to this, she also said we need to track how often Harvey's being mean to Lewis. Okay. You know, just, well, that's just every episode. On. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes Lewis, Lewis is asking for it, but uh, Rob, who who gets the litty? We didn't decide. This is tough. I, I would say I'm feeling a
0: little bit more
1: like it's Mike in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh Harvey didn't take any l's. Jessica didn't take any l's. Mike no, took a but little one, but it was she a big had the bad win. read
0: on Quentin. She. She did. She, yeah. she did.
1: Yeah. This was a big win for for Mike Ross. It really was. Fifteen clients on a pro bono case. Yeah. I don't think you can beat that. The only
0: L he took was with Rachel.
1: Big L. It's a big L, but mm-hmm. you know, not the biggest.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anything Ladies else that we want to talk about here on Dirty Little Secrets?
1: Oh no, I think this was a good episode. I I very much enjoyed it aside from the the B word in it, um but, you know, I look, I can't I just can't see it again. Yeah. But but yeah, this was a good time. I can't wait to talk about the next one.
0: One pop culture reference that Quentin uh, referenced the movie Titanic.
1: Oh, he did say Titanic. I missed that. Um, I thought we were going to talk about uh, was it uh, the gold doubloons? I didn't. I didn't think that was a direct reference to breaking into Fort Knox and getting them. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if if you keep doubloons in Fort Knox. I guess. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it feels it's, made it up. Feels a, Doubloons feels more like a a pirate
1: word. Right, and they wouldn't be in Fort Knox. I think they made that one up. So yeah, Titanic is the only reference I think in this episode. Do we still have Fort Knox? I feel like that nobody talks about Fort Knox anymore. We ain't no more gold. You know, we ain't back. We ain't been backed by gold in a long time in this country, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that's a different podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When we cover gold member one of these days. All right.
1: Oh, yeah. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Chappelle, uh, where can people keep up with you? And remember, follow us on Twitter at SuitsPod, and then follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Okay, uh, we love to hear your feedback.
0: Uh, we want to hear from you if you're coming along on this journey for us, whether you're here with us in the real time or if you are talking to us from the future. We'd love from to hear future. from you. I'm at Rob Sestronino. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about episode five of Suits season one. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. I think you're going to say uh, suits, suits Yourself.
1: I forgot. Be- <laughs> Leave that in there. <laughs>